I'm gonna start us up in three, two, one. And welcome back to Men of the Machine. I'm Charles. I'm, I'm Kevin. Lucas. Oh. No, it worked. It worked. It was smooth enough. Like it was just on the cusp. It was good. We'll get it down. We'll get it down. Yeah, we'll get it down. Well, how are you well, guys? Oh, how are I'm, you guys? Dude, I'm still giggling at the ideal that you know how. All right, I, that just this isn't the icebreaker, but like, I just gotta think. You know how like there's those people out there. I've talked. Do you guys know about like Franny's mom? Have I ever talked about like her dietary system? A little uh, bit. A little bit, but she, she's eaten the exact same thing every day since she was i don't know how young longer obviously as long as i've known her but as long as franny has obviously known her as well i don't know when it started i know it was minimum 30 years ago she's the exact same thing every single day it's a terrible diet it's super unhealthy but it's what she does and we all know someone that does not to that extreme but we all know someone who has like a an everyday thing whether it's because it's what they sell at work or it's because it's on your way or it's because it's a cheap thing you keep in the fridge. Like, whatever. Everyone has their reasons. Like, for example, at Best Buy, everyone, like, every single day, there was, like, three types of people. There was the NOS people, because that was the energy drink that they mm-hmm. sold at Best Buy. There was the TGI Friday's uh, bacon cheddar potato crisp chips. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them, but those are good. And then there was the uh, Sour Patch Kid watermelon people. Those three snacks were bought in by multiple people every single shift, because that was a standard. That was just, like, a thing, right? So when yep. we were just joking right before Charles started it about you drinking that whole Arizona iced tea, I was like, that's actually not crazy. Like, a whole jug of that is like three bucks. I could picture Lucas every single day needing to grab a hold of an Arizona green tea two-gallon jug and downing it. It just felt standard to me. There's died, a... By the way. There's a there's a couple of yeah Lucas uh, apparently is disconnecting but we'll fill the time. Uh, oh, he's so back. I've got he's a... back. There's the fan. There I am. Oh yeah. There uh, so so I've got a coworker. Um, he's this dude who works in maintenance, and every day I see him drinking like three different energy drinks, and he smokes cigarettes, and he's always like clutching at his chest, like he's like, <laughs> Ugh, and then he'll like Something's cough and wheeze. Uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's and it's like, dude, you're getting pretty close to 40 and that's probably starting to take its toll on you that's definitely a big part of that yeah well so, so what i was gonna ask was like oh do you... no i was just gonna an anecdote before I started. yeah so i worked at staples i did the staples thing which i think is pretty uh close to best buy honestly yeah, in terms of like uh, what it's like working at our and... store we had uh full throttle uh and oh, then we had terrible. we had uh combos oh even uh, worse and i love it <laughs> and so I forget what the candies that people would get gummy bears or something I'm sure. Uh but it was very similar and and I was actually a culprit of I was the inventory control associate, right? So I, every morning when I got there, I would grab a full throttle and the registers wouldn't be open. So like I'd be like, "Okay, I got to remember to like pay for this later." Yeah. But uh, I would forget a lot. Yeah. And I remember when like inventory came around for the year, I I was like, "Dude, we're going to be so short on full throttles. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to oh, pay for like 30 of these. <laughs> over a year, there was exactly 24 missing, which is exactly the size of a case. And they're just it like... It was the case you pulled from. They're like, we must have missed a case somewhere. Oh, And boy. I was just like, what a treat. thank goodness. Right over... I mean, the case of full throttles, that's what, like $3 a piece? Yeah. That's $100 in energy drinks you just stole from Staples? <laughs> 
I mean, I think I, I think I deserved benefit. it. Yeah, I think Be I deserved it. Best Buy it. would do um, the opening manager could open the registers. So if you wanted a snack at open, they would the one opening manager would be like, All well, right, technically. I could have opened the register for myself. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself with that. Well, yeah, so I was going to ask, uh, uh, just a soft icebreaker, just because it occurred to me during the opening, like I said, is there, is there a thing, a food, a drink, that you could conceivably be like, every single day this would be easy to do? And I'm, this isn't a what if with like the silly, I'd raise an elephant in my backyard. I'm talking like realistically in your day to day. Charles talked about that coworker that's really into fitness who does the slow cooker thing every day. Is there a thing every single day you could just be like, boom, this is me? Uh, that slow cooker uh, thing is definitely one of them. I was eating that several days in a row. The other thing, microwavable breakfast sandwiches. So easy. So you talking like and... Jimmy Dean's or like the like the sure. wrapped in foil things where you just like toss them? In. Well, don't them. toss the foil, in, but you know, open them and toss them in. I've tried. I've tried like the high protein. Like there's eggs for sandwich. No, no, I'm talking things. like I'm talking like, an like an exact thing. You wouldn't be allowed to get different more microwave. Like I'm saying, if you pick that, it'd be the Jimmy Dean one from the big from the dollars. Uh, what the fuck's the big M called? The Surefine. It'd be like <laughs> the one brand from there every single day. You don't get to sure. just have any. Yeah, that'd be an easy it. one for you. For breakfast sandwiches, yeah, yeah. big time. Like it's no, it's just time. quick. You can... That was last week. We said big, big time. time. Said I know. Big that, time, was like that was authentic. That was the running. Very that was the running big time. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of ways to sneak it in where you guys would have Charles to pay attention to notice like, authentically. Big time. It's, it's also worth mentioning that uh, even though nobody listening can see it, uh, throughout the entirety of last week's podcast, whenever somebody would say something, I would do like a eh motion yeah. with my hands the, the, all the, the time. The fluttery, eh, a little shaky. Palm. But I but I wouldn't say anything, so Lucas would like make a comment, and I would be like, eh. and then Kevin would be like, no, Charles, don't do that. But nobody would really ever know what I was off. doing. It was really it was throwing really... me off. I'll be I honest. Would... I wanted to make the hey thing, and then I got too caught up in Charles's eh, and it was just like it went sideways really fast. Lucas, every day, one thing. Uh, Revelberry yerba mate. Oh, that's such a good. Cho- oh, that's that a good choice. And caffeine. It's because I I currently do it every single day. Lucas I is even, like, that's, what do you mean? I I, <laughs> I do the gas station right there in newfield as you're going into town i actually had the the owner order yerba mate and stock it specifically for me so you could just get one yeah steal and it he's and he's had it. it in stock for a year now just because wow. i asked him to stock it and other people buy it a lot of people are like what is this stuff oh it's not carbonated this is refreshing that's the number one thing about yerba mate why i like it it's not carbonated i don't personally want a carbonated energy drink i like them i'll buy anything yeah. i'm a glutton i get it but yerbas are, are so yeah. cash dude i i used to go to a bar in ithaca a pizza bar and i went there once with a friend of a friend her name was tank and she's like oh yeah i'm friends with the bartender uh hey can we get two dark and stormies and the guy made a dark and stormy oh one of my favorite drinks dark and stormies are awesome i went to that bar later with just like other friends of mine and i was like hey can i get a dark and stormy and he was like oh sorry man uh we don't stock the stuff for it and i was like i I just got one here last week when i was with tank and he was like no she keeps a stock of ginger beer here specifically for dark and stormies (laughs) 
Well, did you know? Hey, you know what? Little aside. Oh, by the way, my answer is a bologna sandwich: toasted bread, butter, mustard, bologna. Those four things. Don't touch it ever mm-hmm. again. It's got to be perfect. Franny knows I'm very particular about it, so I'd rather make it myself. Bologna <laughs> sandwiches. I'd eat one. It's your old man one, thing too. I'd eat one every meal of every day. I don't. I can never not be eating one of those sandwiches. It's crazy. But anyways, let me quick aside again on the aside I'm already making. Little uh, history fact that Charles might like because he's a he's an alcohol man and he's a history man. Did you know that pre-prohibition is where all of the very, very fancy cocktails come from? Like all of the really over the old fashions, right? Uh, yeah. The, 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 the rind of the orange, the sugar, the bitter, the, the mu- that's all from the 1800s. That's like classic. People were bougie as fuck back then for some reason. Um, Lucas, we lost you in the clean feed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas got kicked from the. Both of you got kicked. I from could the still no, I could still hear him. Charles and is I still there. can hear him. But I, I could hear feed? Lucas. Yeah, I could hear Lucas that entire time. Lucas, say some. He's I think he's something. trying to. He's trying to reconnect. No, he's me. reconnecting. There he is. Okay, are you, got it. Are you going to cut yeah. this? Are you going to cut this part? No, cut I'm going to let it roll, baby. Oh, the rough, the rough right. part's what I like. Uh, anyways, yeah. the um. So so back then, all these really elaborate, like the Manhattan, the old fashioned, the Long Island iced. Well, I don't think Long Island iced, but but a lot of these more elaborate, like Cosmopolitan, might be in there too. Cosmo might be there. It was during Prohibition when they had to stock realistic things that a business would stock, and then also sneak alcohol in. Where the really shitty basic that we all love, gin and tonics, screwdriver, uh, cranberry vodka. Uh, dark and stormy which is just rum and ginger beer those are from prohibition because they were so easy to make because you didn't need it you didn't have to explain why you had all these things so i kind of got i I heard this on a podcast actually charles will listen to it sometime it's from the um uh, hot dog is a sandwich podcast i kind of let that get to me for a moment for for like a year where i was just like oh so like these like excuse cocktails, I'm not about that. I want the elaborate ones now because we're past that and you need to make me something really fucking cool. Like I don't want to deal with these two ingredient cocktails anymore. Yeah. Now it's, uh, it's I, fun to make them too. I, I did know that as a matter of fact, and I know that from two different things. I know that from the show Boardwalk Empire, which takes place Classic. during the Prohibition. One of my uh, favorite and- actors. I, uh, Steve Buscemi. Yep. yep. Uh, man's man's a gem. Incredibly underrated. Uh, the other thing I know that from is uh, I'm currently reading Gore Vidal's Lincoln, and they make a lot of mention of uh, fancy cocktails, Gore and that Vidal's takes place Lincoln. in. 1861 to 1865 where they are always hitting cocktail bars, but only the upscale folks. Uh, they're the only ones who had money for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, so sorry. That was the uh, that was my two asides to to kick this off. So uh, no, they were good, and I liked it. They were both good. Icebreaker. Um. All right. Well, I've got an icebreaker for you. I came here with three, and I decided I don't like two of them, but I'll I'll keep just one of them. them. Well, just right. save, yeah, save them. them. Keep keep the note alive so that they can be used in the future. Sit on maybe. them and let 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 them you know. Yeah. Like maybe a chicken they'll egg. evolve. Just well, they're not just gonna like get better egg. because I already think they're bad. But well, uh, but they could get better. Should we workshop how they can get back? That'll be the last icebreaker. Do yours. Do the one you like. Do the one you like. All right. So uh, the one that I like the most uh, is when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's a classic. That's a classic question. Veterinarian. I have a really fun answer. Interesting, Lucas. Uh, I wanted to be a counselor just because I spent a lot of time listening to people talk about their problems, and I 
would enjoy it. I would enjoy listening, and I would give legitimately good advice. I felt anyway. Well, and, how uh, how young were you when you came to that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we talking it's about? It's a range, younger? just a range. Cha- yeah, specific. yeah. Because that changes what I wanted to be. It. I have like distinct moments of. Jeez, I was I was probably between like ten and twelve when I realized that uh, my conversations with people were really candid. Okay, so, and that people had so are we talking? Spill things to yeah. Me. So are we talking? Not a fantasy job. You know, I want to be a firefighter, but not like I'm almost done with high school. I need to start thinking about this. You're talking that middle ground where you understand what a profession is. What was the first kind of stuff that hit you? I, I wanted to be a counselor maybe from the time I was like 11 or 12 all the way I up think, until I yeah. went to college. No, yeah. That confirms that. I think okay. that what his statement confirms what you were yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, asked, I asked a question. You gave a weird answer, but it worked. It worked. Uh, <laughs> I, I would probably change my answer uh, a little bit just because I was uh, thinking about being a veterinarian when I was like five or six, you know, going, because going it's like back to, catching going frogs back to when I was like, and stuff. When I was like five, uh, I was asked, I think in like first grade, what I wanted to be when I grow up. And my aunt always made fun of me of this uh, for this for like years afterwards. I said I wanted to be Mario. It's a classic. That's a classic as a kid. I want to be Mario. Dude, the trades Man, are important. A, we need Italian, more plumbers. Italian-American uh, <laughs> icon. He was a working man. That. He was blue-collar. You didn't think like that. Obviously, his brain picked up on it. No, was, it did he not. Was, he went, this look, game's dope. I want to be this game. I want he, to, he didn't want to be Mario. To look he wanted just to like be him. that game. He yeah, was chivalrous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's not. Uh, Lucas, I don't wear a red hat. <laughs> yet. He wears a tie-dye bandana Dude, to a fancy I, Spanish I restaurant. I wear a red hat. <laughs> I know. It's a, he wears that red, like, uh, was, it, was it like a beret or something? Or That's not red. That's a that's like a beige-colored beret that I wear back. It's, Everybody does that. It's not far <laughs> off from a Mario hat. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> If I, uh... I wore it forwards, it <laughs> I wear it. Yeah, but it's backwards. it's the it's the rotation that just changes the look. You don't get fashion. <laughs> Lucas doesn't get fashion. We know that about him. Just like yeah. lost it's, colorblind. Lucas, it's the difference between Mario and Colombian drug cartel. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. No, he's right. When he's right, he's right. Or beatniks. They also uh, do oh, those hats. Oh, I would love to look like a beatnik day to day. You do look like a beast. Yeah, I was going to say that's what you have the hat for. That's um, what I've changed my whole appearance to be like. So I had a very specific profession in mind until I was like, right at the end of high school, I decided I wanted to be a math teacher because I was really good at math in high school. Turns out not good at advanced math, but high school math's a joke. So I was very good at uh, high school math, and I was like, you know what? I want to be a teacher. So I went to community college to try, and then I was like, this is fucking terrible. I'm never doing this. Anyways, everything before that, and my family won't let me forget about this. And don't get me wrong. I don't forget. I wanted to be a foot doctor. I wanted oh. to be a podiatrist. So I think I remember bad. that. I, okay. I like feet, but not in a sexual way. I just think feet are interesting. But when I was a kid, my mom used to have, uh, like, you know, the really rough calluses and you have to, like, you know use the cheese graters to get rid of them Mm -hmm. and my older brother andy had like really severe ingrown toes and like my dad had really just fucked up feet from construction work and being on concrete boots all day and i was always really fascinated with like um fixing as i thought as like an eight-year-old kid fixing them 
trimming the toes and scraping all the crap off there and fixing Andy's like ingrown toenail is gross. But as a kid, I thought it was the neatest fucking thing. And I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a foot doctor. It's, I know I'm going to. And I just never did. It seems <laughs> just, like the, the type of profession, like a Dr. Pimple Popper type of thing, you know, like a, that's what that's a really good way of putting it. I was fascinated with how weird feet are. And I was like, I can yeah. make this not weird. I can clean these weird things up. I, I had to do that same cheese grater thing to my aunt's feet. She was like, yeah, take a look at these bunions. Can you give it a fix? Well, and as a kid, hated it. I Absolutely thought it was awesome. hated it. As uh, an adult, though, have you done it as an adult? No. All right, no, so, I have not. So I shamed myself to Franny. We were at the store, and they had one that literally looks like a Parmesan cheese grater. Like, it's straight up. It's like the bent file with all the little grooves. And I was like, that's what it but I needed it because my feet are, my heels are starting to get real bad. And I was like, I want this. And Franny's like, what do you mean? I was like, I need this. And I got home and I yelled from the bathroom, it works so good. And she's like, nope, we're not 30. Stop it. Nope. This is too <laughs> soon to be doing this. You can't get excited about grading your foot off. Cut it out right now. I was like, you don't understand how big this is for me. Oh, God. Kevin, three things. One, that's ridiculous. Two, I'm going to need you to send me what that product is. <laughs> and three, could you do it to me? <laughs> yeah. I I loved it because then when you're done and your heel's perfectly smooth and your nails are all exactly like the bright spacing because some people trim too small, some people don't mm -hmm. trim at all and it's gross. When you clean out in between your toes, which sounds weird. and you, no, I don't know. It's great. Beautifying feet has always been a thing for me. But that being said... I hate pedicures. I won't do it. I don't want someone else to do it to me. That's off limits. Yeah, it's a I'm, it's I'm a personal opposite. space. I would it's only I would only let space. somebody else do it to me. Um, I do just want to uh, circle back a little bit because uh, I went to school for the same thing, Kevin. Like when I was in high school, I was like, dude, I'm really good at math, and Miss Brock was like one of my favorite teachers. Everybody hated her. Miss Brock. She was. She had short, dark hair. Uh, didn't she teach a like? Weird, uh, what, what didn't grade? she teach the computer with stuff? Sophomore. Miss uh, Brock, I'm blanking. She it was like matter. a. She was a semi-elderly woman. Was her hair like almost? She like wasn't blind? elderly. She was. I mean, she, she didn't have gray hair, and she had a mole on her cheek or whatever, a big mole on. Anyway, Ms. posh. <laughs> no. Uh, it's like posh the only, didn't have a mole. It's like the only teacher I remember, dude. It's but like yeah, Mr. She also is posh, and that's it. <laughs> she and went Ms. to Brown. Oswego as well no, to shut teach up. Math. We have to talk about Miss Brown for a while. No, no I, don't, I, don't do I don't think it's appropriate. I'm 31 to talk about now. That I can talk about her as much as I goddamn want. And the things I would have done to her on the slopes. That's not the nice. point. We'll go on. Continue, Miss Brown. In in a after we graduated oh, from done. high school, uh, Dane Fredericks <laughs> and I were. Oh, I'm done here. This <laughs> after after we graduated from high school, Dane Fredericks and I were uh, hanging out at Grassroots, and at that time, uh, smoking a lot of weed. And um, Dane was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna take my shot." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he looks over and he nods. <laughs> And there's, there she is. Mrs. Brown is right over there. And I was like, all right, well, I'll be your wingman. So we go over there and uh, we're talking to Mrs. Brown. And she's like, oh, Was yeah. she divorced at this point? Uh, no, her husband was right nearby. And um, they got divorced, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, either way, we're standing there. We're talking <laughs> no, to her. No, this is really important. I need to know. I don't, I, I can't things, think about this. I'm going to start Googling things it. Started, I can't stop <laughs> thinking about this. 
things started out pretty well. Dane was confident. He was like coming. He wasn't always joking. been his way. Always been his. He way. wasn't joking. Man doesn't like, half commit to something. He was that's gonna shoot a... his shot. <laughs> yeah, and he did. He can. did. He was like, he's like, hey, Mrs. Brown, and she was like, oh, please call me Jessica, and he was like, oh, <laughs> game over. All right, Jessica. Uh, how's it going? Um, so what are anyways, you up to right Jess. now? <laughs> and and she was like, uh, I've been just hanging out at the kids tent over here with my kids with my husband all day and dame was like oh that's pretty cool uh are you gonna go see this concert later jessica like can we expect to see you there and she was like she said something pretty dismissive and we could tell that it was fumbling like we dropped the ball it wasn't working yeah. and uh <laughs> and i said something along the lines of oh dane isn't that that tent that we were looking for and mrs brown looks over and she goes dank ass ganja and and dane's like oh yeah and i was like we'd better get going <laughs> <laughs> you, you really botched it hard <laughs> yeah we didn't we didn't execute i respect the try though for, yeah. for all i remember i remember in ski club we had to uh you know take the take the ski lifts up and she was one of the instructors because she was mm -hmm. incredibly good on a snowboard like next oh, yeah. level skilled and uh we we <laughs> met up with her on the slope and we were like let's go she was good dude compared to us teenage kids being college, <laughs> she was good um uh, I, we decided like yeah let's uh let's let's ride around with miss brown like that sounds awesome when i wasn't hitting on chloe um friedman, friedman. there it is oh, um gosh. can can we be dropping first and last names in this thing i was wondering that when <laughs> i dropped yeah, are like, we doxing people right names? now I, giving, I mean, people know my name on here. They can dox me first. Come in, whatever. Like, I, I mean, no, yes. Anyways, um, I we'll bleep out the first are. name, but leave the last name. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a genius. Because if we leave the no, wait, it wouldn't really matter because they know where we're from. At this Dude, point, we'll bleep out the first names. Dude, There's tons will... of Friedmans around here. We this had, is... <laughs> I, I go on to list like five different people. This first one and last on name. this street, and this one on this street. Anyways, I. <laughs> yeah. uh, Miss Brown, we were we were uh, out there uh, we, on the slopes, and we were like, "Oh shit, that's Miss Brown." Okay, so we we go over there and she, "Hey, you want to hit up this slope with us?" I can't remember what the name was. It was a blue. It was great. Um, it was the Black one Mamba. On the left. No, there was no. They were all Greek. Yeah, they were all Greek named. It's like Apollo um, or something. Apollo's yeah. Mamba. It it was the one where uh, when you went up the lift, if you went to the left, that was the day only slopes. You had to go right at night to the blue. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it. There was a black diamond before it that went through the uh, where the stanchions where the ski lift went up. It was crazy. Anyways, she was like, "Yeah, let's do that." And we get on there, and we were like fighting over who got to ride with Miss Brown. I was like, no, you fucking, you ride with Tyler Bailey. I'm going up there. I'm riding with Miss Brown. You know? And it just so happened whoever she was talking to while we were in line got to. It, none of us got to pick. It was complete happenstance. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry. I just, now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I just think it's <laughs> my funny whole, that. My whole night's ruined. <laughs> when you think back on it, this is like a 20, 27, 28 year old woman. She's a young woman. Yeah. That's teaching yeah. these these teenagers and we're all just forming a line just just swooning just over her salivating <laughs> i was chomping at the bit dude it was I mostly bad. i was mostly getting yeah. in trouble for falling asleep uh in her class and then i also had to spend a week with her after school ended to make up all the labs i didn't do in her class <laughs> i got i got I, uh... real personal time because our uh, physics lab 
was uh, just three people. The scheduling got weird, and I was, it was just me and two other people. And she's like, "All right." So it was always like one-on-one physics lab with Miss Brown, and we could have to do fun stuff. And I was like, you know, if I didn't fail so much of your class because I just didn't do anything, maybe I'd take my shot. But I'm embarrassed. What I wouldn't the... give to explore the laws of physics with Miss Brown on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Are you kidding? Took me? it right there. Uh, oh, dude. So she I guess my <laughs> which she, she will. Won't. And if she we does, like, she's going if to. She, we know that if she, she does hear this, I'm a 31-year-old man with a full career and a beautiful home, and admittedly a wife. But we don't worry about that last part. I'm the full package, baby. Yeah, Listen, I'm single. I'm right uh, here. Well, I've got news got, for you guys. She's to. been listening every week. <laughs> She's an, an eight-week right. listener, or however many we've done. Oh, how cool would oh, that be? Boy. Oh, that would be so sick. What? Really cool. Charles, right up get in touch with point. No, no. This. Are <laughs> right. you kidding me? Cherry on top. If I'm in my fifties, she's not. But if I'm in my fifties and I hear a bu- actually, she's in her forties. If I'm in my forties and I hear a bunch of like late twenty, early thirty-year-old people talking about how hot I was. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm in. Like that's dope. Yeah. How am I not sold on that? Well, because you don't respect. Uh, the well, women are stupid, be- and I don't respect them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know I don't have I, to explain. I don't have to explain it to you. You know what I always say? Why do Why do girls wear makeup and for perfume? Oh no. Because oh, they're yeah. ugly and they stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's an age old uh, tale as old yeah. as time. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm like Dave Chappelle, really pushing boundaries with my humor. I'm really, really taking it to the. You limit. certainly are. It was a one of my time. one of my favorite moments of high school was almost every single chemistry lab, just because we never did anything. It was completely ridiculous. We were playing Game Boy in class. We were Miss, playing. What Pokemon. was her name? Missile. Missile. Miss Missile. That's it. Um, That's the one. Now she didn't like me. She kicked Ryan and I out of class numerous times, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, like, ejected from class for, like, four weeks at one point. She was like, you gotta stop doing all the stuff that you're doing. Being and a piece like... of shit, Charles. <laughs> and uh, my one of the most ridiculous moments was um, several ridiculous moments, all orienting mostly around Kyle Roach. Uh, I remember her walking over to him when he, like, dumped shoe nail polish. We were in over... the same one. That's right. Yeah, I know. yeah, and he set that shit on fire. He set his crucible on fire over a Bunsen burner, and this missile walks over, and she's like, uh, what happened here? And he was like, it's just really reacting. <laughs> and and another time, uh, maybe even the same class, where he dumped shoe nail polish all over a pencil, and somebody lit it on fire, I don't remember who specifically, and yelled, hey, Charles, catch. Yeah, yep, I remember that. Threw a you flaming You fucking pencil. caught it. I caught a flaming pencil. No, the problem's not that you caught it. You caught it, pulled it down to your face, looked at it, and went, it's on fire, and <laughs> then let go of it. The catch wasn't the issue. That, uh, yeah. In that class... Uh, well, the whole thing was the issue. In that class, uh, Kyle Roach uh, made um, J-Wad out of you know paper and then put a tack in it and shot it, and it stuck into the cabinet on the other side of the room. And we all thought we were getting in a lot of trouble for that. We didn't. That was dope. And then one time, uh, we're sitting in the back. Tyler Bailey, Kyle Roach, and myself would sit in the back row. And Kyle Roach just hands Tyler a stapler. And he goes, hey, I dare you to staple yourself. 
and without a second thought, Tyler Bailey grabs the stapler and just smacks it to his forearm. Like, just boom! And Miss Missile goes, what was that? And he goes, nothing. He says aside. And the staple was in, like, flush with his skin in his arm. And he just goes, huh. Pink. (laughs) Back to class. Like, nothing had happened. Like, as if this man had just, you know, had a light breeze blow across him. He was just like, huh. Pulled it out. Done. I was like. Yeah. That guy's always been an anomaly. I sat in the... I he sat still in the is. Front. Lives in Portland. Yeah. Love him. I I sat in the front. No Seattle, left. sorry. Uh, I sat. No, in the no, front it was Portland. Left. <laughs> it's definitely Portland. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sat in the front <laughs> left. Yeah, that class, uh, right behind Ashley Landing, and I would copy off of all of her quizzes, and neither of us did well. <laughs> <laughs> such, what a twist! <laughs> what a twist! That was, yeah. that was my blessing in school was I give it I give it about a 50-50, maybe a 60-40. I um, learned via listening, so in class I paid enough attention to learn, but also very lucky on quizzes. I passed every single class I ever had just on my quiz scores alone Like because I didn't turn in homework. I didn't fucking do projects. I, I didn't do shit. I was exactly the same, except my class participation in a lot of classes was pretty low, especially oh, no, like after, after lunch, like, when you got to the afternoon, yeah, I wasn't doing anything. There was eleventh. I guess we'll just reminisce on school for a second. In eleventh grade, when we had what I still consider to be the worst teacher I've ever had, Miss um, Wittick. Winnick. Winnick. Wittick. Miss Wittick. Winnick. She was Winnick. Winnick. N. Yep. Winnick. Okay, Miss. The Why math we... teacher. Yeah, the, the yeah. math teacher. Yeah, um, just doctor. Because she deserves uh, <laughs> to be called out for this very correctly. I agree. Her class was so fucking ass it was the worst way to teach math it was exclusively i'm going to speak blindly to a board you are going to listen and then i will give you three sheets of homework every day which by the way i never did and my crowning achievement to this day she said you will never pass my class if you don't do homework like every teacher said that was a common Mm -hmm. thing except for mr mcgee at the end of the day when they gave you breakdowns at the end of the year sorry not day when they gave you breakdowns my homework score, which was 35% of your grade, was a hard zero, Ooh. which means my cap was a 75, uh, 65. I got a 64 in that class because my quizzes and my tests were all in the 95 to 110 because they always gave you the extra credit scores to hold it. And I got a straight D minus. Uh, er, yeah, I got a straight D minus with the 65, not a 64. Sorry. And I passed that class. And the reason I love it so much, Kyle Roach, Rocky, whose last name I don't remember, and myself would skip. His his last name was also Friedman. Another Friedman. Would skip every single fucking class, go down to Mr. Miller's, that computer lab where Quake was on those computers, and play fucking Quake. On the what was that computer lab called? It was not oh, the that computer was the, lab. Si- the science and technology or the uh, is like the one uh, by the the band room. Yeah, that was the one where they were doing like the mixing of the different yeah. like that. That used to be shop class. Yeah, they had Quake on those computers. We would go down there and be like, "Mr. Miller, we're on." <laughs> he never followed up. We're on student study hall every day. The three of us were on study hall, so yeah. it worked. And we just play games. You guys, you guys missed a lot of the golden years though, because as you get came up, you lost like Miss Winnick replaced Mr. Coon. I don't know if you guys ever yep. experienced Mr. The Coon, Coon Dog. I I only Coon know about him through Legend. Coon dog. Yeah, I only Who know ended about up the marrying Mrs. Missile. 
Yeah, I mean, and left a chalk handprint on her ass for an entire yeah. day. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, it was. I was in that class. I saw that. I I actually went from math. It was. Yeah. So, you guys missed out on like, the man dude. I can only imagine what that like teacher's break room is like now that I'm an adult and can understand. Like, the stuff that was going on around that school was, like, you know, it's a small-town school, but, like... You know what was also messed up about it? Mr. Kuhn was a piece of work. There was, like, five students that were allowed in that that teacher's lounge. Yeah, There had to have been a reason why. I mean, I think we've heard about a couple of them, but we don't need to have... Oh, well, we definitely know the one. (laughs) There's one that's very obvious with a certain student counselor. This is are where you we guys, leave names Are you guys out. talking this about where Yeah, this is where we leave names Because I don't feel comfortable discussing this. <laughs> no, Charles, you I went through a lot of court about this. <laughs> but, uh, no, you, you guys had a whole different experience because you missed out on a lot of good teachers. And then... Mr. Everett, that lisp is really Mr. getting me going. He's like, get the fuck out of here, Charles. I actually got along with Mr. Everett great. And one time... Everyone uh, got along with Mr. Everett. That was did. the joke of school. He wasn't a teacher. He told Kristen Latito and I once that we were his favorite students. <laughs> and you took that to heart? It meant a lot to me at that time. <laughs> uh, my, 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 uh, my wit- Mrs. Winnick story, because uh, I had a ridiculous year with that teacher. We had this class where none of us did, none of us paid any attention. She was always just like drawing on the chalkboard and it's like wah, 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 and nobody listened <laughs> wah, to anything she said <laughs> now my favorite moment from that class uh we all had this prank that we were constantly playing that she never caught on to where somebody was always up somebody would get up and sharpen their pencil and as soon as that person sat down somebody else got up to go do something so there was That's always a great gag that's so there was gag. so there, somebody was always up. It was one of those psychological gags where she knew that something was up, but it was hard to pinpoint exactly what because <laughs> nothing actively bad was happening. Right. Um, but we had a uh, Colin Hartle had his hat on one day. He's just this guy that failed math. He's like one day. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> just an idiot. And he he sat around us and he kind of glommed onto our group and a. Uh, <laughs> he's in my grade so, yeah. <laughs> not for this class he was <laughs> so uh so he's wearing his hat and mrs winnick goes colin take that hat off in class so colin takes the hat off right all the rest of us put on hats and hoods <laughs> everybody tosses their hood up we're all sitting in class with hats and hoods right she's oblivious she's tur- back turned doing the chalkboard yeah. thing she's t- turns around she's asking some questions some people are answering she doesn't notice Colin puts his hat back on and she's got her back turned and she's doing the chalkboard thing turns back around everyone's wearing hats and hoods and she goes Colin you get out of my class right now and she kicks him out she gave him she gave him she suspended him from the class for like two weeks Jesus yeah he got kicked right out you guys ever get suspended in school Uh, I got in school oh yeah Luke got suspended all the goddamn time what am I saying uh, I got in-school suspension for doing exactly what you described with the study hall thing. Uh, uh, I got caught doing that, and I got in-school suspension for that. I never got actually suspended. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, like, like out of school suspension? No, I never, I never saw that either. I don't think I ever would see that. But I got in-school suspension for a few things. I honestly don't remember a couple of them. Um, but one, the the like 
most terrible ones was uh and i actually blame the kids for this big time like i hold i hold a slight grudge to this day about it i was in um fourth grade and uh the char uh tyler bailey colt tyler colton and kyle i don't need to give all of their names tyler bailey you'll never find that's the most generic name ever um <laughs> i i literally have a guy that lives right beneath me named tyler bailey completely you different seriously? guy he I does. Do. I, I went over this. I not was joking. shocked. It's that, his a, name is Tyler what, Bailey. What a way to my, live. My he landlord is... was like, oh, yeah, Tyler Bailey. And I was like, Tyler Bailey lives beneath me? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this guy is named Tyler yeah, Bailey. Yeah, that's not that. Uh, uh, yeah, Tyler Colton and, and Kyle dared me to sing a song I didn't understand to Rachel Harding that was about the Ku Klux Klan. And I didn't know. So I was like, what do you mean? Just sing a song? Yeah, I'll fucking sing a song. And I did. And obviously that hit her real hard. And she went and complained. I got a school suspension about it. And I didn't know. I didn't. Like, I truly did yeah. not know. And I got in so much trouble with my parents, with the school. I had like a weekend school suspension where I wasn't allowed to see anyone. I was like, I don't know what I did. And no one explained it to me. It was the worst experience of my life. I got like I got kicked out and suspended from individual classes pretty frequently because uh, I, I treated like four different classes a day as like nap time. And then I also stayed up until pretty late hours of the night, like doing whatever I was doing. And uh, on the would... Internet doing role playing sites, you know exactly what you were. Doing. <laughs> I remember you were role playing as Goten in a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> website. No, no, Piccolo. It was Piccolo. It was Piccolo. And you stayed up until like 2 a.m. writing your stories. I remember because I wanted to be a part of it and I couldn't keep up with that lifestyle. And I and I loved it and I <laughs> slept through a lot of classes for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. I slept through uh, Mr. Cole's global class in ninth grade. I slept through my psychology class. I slept through my physics class, my chemistry class. A lot of classes and i got suspended yeah. from every single one of them for doing uh that. for the record um charles got me onto one of those sites and i got to role play as tn i did two posts and then never again because that's the kind of guy <laughs> i am that's i still regret it i wish i had stayed me. and kept it up and i just couldn't yeah i uh i definitely got suspended a few times in fact it was kind of a uh it was so Robert Dickens and I one time decided to get suspended one day. That, uh, yeah, you'll do that. Said. Yeah, because you we uh, we were about to fail uh, for the semester, and we we're like, dude, we have so much back work we need to catch up on, and we we're like, dude, we can't fail this year. I'm not gonna, dude, I'm not gonna be held back. Like, so I was like, we need in school suspension, and we need to knock this shit out and just turn up all of our back homework and just just pass. And I was like, oh, shoot. And at the time, Miss Hill was the suspension lady. And, uh, Miss Hill? Like, her name was Miss Hill. I don't think you before guys were around for that. Yeah. See, this, <laughs> before you guys got there, our the high school hadn't transitioned out of being oh, a 90s school. So, so, for the record, just so everyone, just so it, it oh, right, for understanding, right. Lucas was one grade ahead of us, and there was a big deal with that, in that our school somehow got an insane amount of funding to build a brand new middle school. Previously, before that middle school was built, pre-K all the way up to 6th grade was one school and 7th to 10th grade was another school. Those were the t that was 7 it. to 12. Or 7 to 12, sorry, what did I say 10th? And then when they built right. our middle school, they started to combine everything so that it now 
had an actual school that went from third grade to uh, eighth grade. Now, mine and Charles's grade, we were the transition year. So sixth grade were the oldest in this school. Then we got to do seventh grade in this new school, we're the oldest. Eighth grade in this new school, we're the oldest. Lucas got the opposite experience where seventh grade, they're the youngest in the high school. Eighth grade, they're still the youngest in the high school. Ninth grade, they're still the youngest in the high school. And then yeah. we came to high school. So we had a very weird, but exactly for the three of us here, transition yeah. period of not being and part it's, of the school. It's yeah, funny like, because it's like, like a huge three-year gap where we didn't interact with you guys at all. Because when, when, the schools were changing, yeah. When yeah. I went to that school in seventh grade, and they called us junior high schoolers uh, because it was a junior-senior high school. Yeah. Uh, it was like a combined thing. And the seniors there were like seniors you see from like punk 90 movies and like grunge flannels and everything that pick yeah. on their, their siblings. I mean, Our it school was, was like, all brick. There was no drywall brick. in that yeah. goddamn school. <laughs> It was it was pretty old. Uh, so our school functioned very much like a lot of typical like '90s schools did until the transition. Like you guys came into the school, and everything worked different because you guys had like a different way of doing things back at your school. Yeah, and, all and the, the year we brought in, adjusted. they started doing the double up thing, where a teacher would go through two grades instead of constantly yeah. spreading out. Uh, Honest, so, honestly, when I hit like a ninth and tenth grade. Uh, I started hanging out with a lot of people from you guys' grade. Well, yeah, because yeah. you have to. At that point, you're in the school together. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it was the divide that kept us apart. It kept so us I think apart, we, Lucas. I think they we were in... us together. I know, I'm sad about it. But look at it's us It's hard, now. man. Look at Dude, us Dude, I used now. to get swirlies, like real swirlies. Like You got a real swirly? I've never had that. Multiple real swirlies. Well, what are you uh, talking about? I got, I got what I consider I mean, to be the as bad and ryan miller apparently says he still talks about it to this day uh logan anderson choked me out in the lobby he, he put me in a headlock and he said tap out and i refused to tap out and when i fell to the floor and started doing a little leg twitch he was like oh this kid just passed out because i choked him out he only did that once to you only once only he, once he, he never did it again i had the benefit yeah. to be fair to in in relation to what we're doing here i had the benefit of having two older brothers come through the school as well as cousins and uncles all within like like less than 10 years a good five or six millses that were directly related came through so when i hit every teacher knew exactly who i was oh you're kevin you're the cousin or the brother of this person everybody in the upper grades was like this is the younger brother of blank and blank and blank i got very lucky in that it was so easy to just be like hey mm -hmm. i didn't get any fucking i didn't have bullies i didn't have like any of that i was just like all right uh put, yeah it was uh it was a war zone uh but so robert dickens were i think we were in eighth or ninth grade and uh miss hill was the name of the lady who ran the suspension unit there and uh we saw her coming around the corner in the hallway up ahead and i was like all right robert we need to get in a fight like we need to get suspended right now and he's like all right and so i just knocked his binders and his books out of his hand and he looked at me and I saw in his eyes genuine anger, like, what the <laughs> fuck did you just do? And he grabbed me by the shirt, picked me up, spun me around fully, slammed me into the lockers, and dented a locker. And I was with like... With your body. With my body. And I was just like... <gasps> he was one of those kids like Ryan that was just fit. Just he fucking six-pack pecs, biceps. He was ripped by nature. 
The man with was the voice with the voice of Toad from X Men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> His voice yeah. is uh, got worse over time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we purposely got suspension so that we could finish our work and we both passed that semester. Wow. But you, Another I time, you. Well, I got out of school suspension when uh, Gary Babbitt and uh, oh, Ronnie. You were bad. I was, was bad. So bad. We kicked over bad. a porter potty outside the school like a week before school started. And Mr. Sherwood chased us into the cornfield and found us. Huh? <laughs> You tried I, I to the, get away through outside. We didn't even think anybody would be at school. Wow. I think the I think the craziest. I think was it Hannah Stevens coming home from, uh, maybe ski club, and she was in the back of the bus, and she had a K bar in her jack or in her backpack. Yeah. And somebody was like, "Hey, slash the back of this bus seat." And she was like, "Okay." Yeah. And she got out of school suspended for a long time. Do you have any idea how much those bus seats cost? <laughs> yeah, no. I would have suspended her out of forever. No, I take it seriously when a child has a weapon at school. I think. It's, yeah, that's I know. Also it's just probably the, the more. No, it's a cost thing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> in in upstate New York, everyone had a knife on them. That was not. We all had. Are you kidding me? You tell me Adam Pooled wasn't loaded every day. No, they they all had knives on them. But... Come on, the, yeah, that wasn't the, the, the they knew the rules. The circumstantially yeah. funny part about the entire thing was the kind of person that Hannah was. Yeah, it like, was not. She at was all. the least threatening person that anyone could. She's ever so know. yeah, so yeah. She it was like well, so kind and like borderline timid. That's true. She was. That's true. Well, I think wanna... the craziest suspension I ever remember was Gary Babbitt, my cousin, getting blown in the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I forgot I don't about remember, that. I don't remember the girl. I'm not gonna drop her name. If you, know I it, do. Don't worry about it. I but, do. Yeah, yeah. He got like a real sick BJ in the stairwell, and a teacher walked down the stairs and was just yeah. like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I think we were in like seventh or eighth grade when that happened. Yeah, he was. They were both white. Way too young. That's why yeah. I got into this argument uh, a few months ago with a friend, and and you'll hear it a million times. Everyone's like, "Kids are growing up too fast to stay." Kids are growing up too fast. Like, no, I remember what it was like to be twelve and thirteen. Trust me, if I had the internet, I was yeah. that grown up already. I that's they are not growing up any different. They can just be way more sneaky about it. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. I was ready to plow that young, and I knew it. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, Gary's, they were, they were like, they were like 14 when that happened. He got suspended yeah. and he's just like, you know what I got to do? This. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. Hey, come on. Come on. Uh, but all right, let's, let's, let's kick it into break. We'll be back in a second. Okay, we're back. Oh, All right. Okay. Uh, so I will move us right into our uh, closing icebreaker. Wait, uh, right now? Unless well, you have yeah, a lot yeah. more to say about high school. <laughs> yeah. I don't. We, I, we just said it. Closing icebreaker first, then the sending way, and then we're done. Okay. Because it, it, it means more then to, as opposed to the other way, because then we're just like, okay. okay, now enough of that. Let's finish our podcast. You know All what right. I'm saying? Well, that saves my topics that I wanted to talk about. Uh, for yeah, I didn't time. get to mine oh, either. No, today's, can, can... no t- today's been a wild card. Save them for next time. 
Well, my closing icebreaker isn't that good. You could drop one of your topics in its place. It, hey, listen. It is that good, okay? You know why? Because you thought it up, you typed it in, and you were ready to bring it to us. It's good. All right. Uh, if you could time travel to any time and place, where would you time travel? I take Since... it back. You yeah, are right. That's bad. Yeah. I don't want to Yeah, it's talk. not very good. No, and no. Do I, you do, wanna, I, do you want to... I do want to talk about that because I actually, I actually have talked about this like at length with a lot of people. Legitimately, this is the exact thing. I have, I have an answer. I wanted to I wanted to pocket this into like a mini question afterwards anyway. Um No, I my, I do my answer my answer was I probably wouldn't because we would fuck everyone else up with disease. That's exactly what I was well, well not hold that specific. No, 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 no fucking no. You listen to me right now, goddamn oh, yeah. it. When we do these kinds of things and I say, I've already made this joke in the podcast, but I'm going to do it again. How the fuck are you going to raise an elephant in your back guard? You go, it's a <laughs> hypothetical, whatever. But now all of a sudden you're like, but the butterfly effect. No, no, get the fuck out of here. And now you're going to come up with a real answer. I'm not standing for this. That's the Dude. joke, Kevin. That's I'm, the joke. I don't, I don't I'm leaning, this. I'm leaning into it. I Every am so done with time this. travel movie show any piece of media that's ever been generated always is just a lesson on how you fuck shit up when you try it. Not, not it's to not, mention, no, like, hold on, let me was, stop you right there. there. It's no not other... a lesson. There's no lesson. This isn't real. This is sci-fi <laughs> bullshit. There's no lesson to be learned, Lucas. Let me just get that clear. With the you. characters learned some lessons. I'll uh, tell you so, that so the other, the yeah. other thing, there was no other good time to be alive. Like the life expectancy was like the what, like you 50 said... to 60. You said, well, that I don't care about. I'm happy to die young. I'm very open about that. I. Uh, you said I could choose where as well, right? Yep, when and where. So, so that so changes let me, it. Let me just say something real quick. Uh, I have several time periods I'm very fascinated with. Uh, I'm incredibly fascinated with a lot of early American history, uh, Japanese Bakumatsu area, uh, era, uh, Meiji era, Japan. All those things are very fascinating to me wouldn't want to live there yeah well well so here's here's where here's where things get different because because you clarified that i could choose when and where when being the most important thing as a white man i know i'm mexican but i'm white as looking yeah. as far as i can pass as white as good as the next white person. adjacent i think is yeah well you get to choose that scenario so specifically regarding this hypothetical yeah people had it bad and technology was worse and all that stuff the good, though, was unfortunately dramatically better, even better than we're living today. So it's not that it wasn't good to live there. It's just that the average person lived way worse than us, but the high end got to live nice. So you go back to the 1800s, Victorian England, as a beautiful white man who just strolls in knowing all the knowledge you knows, you live a really good life. Now, you, have that, the, you have the opportunity. That, no, that's so. that's a really interesting thing for you to say because in that time period, uh, the average uneducated person was very uneducated. The average educated person was able to perform uh, elaborate math with barely any tools at hand. Oh, uh, yeah. Our our level of knowledge would not be aristocrat. Not in not almost in, any time period. Not intelligence not to be mixed with like scientific intelligence knowledge understanding of the time period the people the history that was there you come with information that gives you a leg up not your ability to do algebra without a calculator you have an a, an immediate upper hand to the society at be 
Just because right, science your, has told your... us how basic things in nature yeah, function, Yeah, too. you yeah. have a general understanding above all else, aside from the fact that you can't write down the exact uh, people. People got executed for uh, incredibly prolific scientific thought. You, what you, would you, you bring you, to the table? What's your piece you of You know that people got executed for over-the-top prolific thought, so you don't give them everything. No. You don't just be like, I'm a wizard. Like, yeah, of course, then you're going to get your fucking head lopped off. You have that advantage. My answer, by the way, is not that far back. I so I what, wanna, so what do you bring? I I want to go to Woodstock. I want to go nineteen sixty. Bang! Oh, that's, that's what I, I was thinking in the sixties. Awesome. That's be nice. that's my answer. I want my like my my dream quote unquote dream. Not as in what I want. Dream is in like wouldn't it be crazy if I had been born in the like nineteen forty five to nineteen fifty range, so that I could go to Woodstock as a nineteen or twenty year old. I could enjoy it to the freest, free mm-hmm. love, drugs, rock and roll. I could go into the 70s. I could mm-hmm. live through the disco era and the boom. I could be rich and doing cocaine in the 80s and my yes. 50s like all of them were. And then I stroll through the 90s. It is not it is not humor. It is not a joke. It is not a silly thing to say. The boomers have it best. They truly do. They it did. Is a fact. And if I could have been a boomer, that's my dream. That's perfect. That was those were the golden decades You're of right. American history. No, for You're those right. for those people, obviously there was a dramatic amount of civil unrest for other things. But right. we specifically said when and where and how we are. I'm a white man. I know what I can get away with. I'm not saying I would have loved taking advantage of, which is why I specifically chose the hippie area, because you're not yeah. on the side of that bullshit. You're on the other side. Yes, I probably would have gotten pepper sprayed a bunch of times, and that would have sucked. But that's the life. That's right there. Boom. That's right. what I think is, is really If, if I get to go that's back and, and, and I have to just go back to a point and then live from there on, yeah. then I would pick something similar, I think. The other thing is that if I could go back and live just, like, one day and then I come back to my present time, yeah. I'd probably want to see, like, like some ancient Egyptian stuff. Like, see how oh, it really I, oh, happened, yeah. if you get you know? If you get a day of exploring, you <coughs> food, water, and sleeping, you just get to go explore and learn that day, my answer is way different. But I'm, yeah. I'm kind of going off the what if you go back to and get to live. Right. Like, that I'm 1960 as a 31-year-old, yeah, I'd still go back to 1969. I'd see Jimi Hendrix on stage. I see Janis Joplin doing her fucking shit. I would lose yeah. my mind over the all that, and then I'd be like, "And this is my life now." One of my uh, favorite stories from Woodstock was actually uh, Carlos Santana got up on stage and he had taken a load of acid, and he was acid. up on stage, and mm-hmm. while he was playing his guitar, he thought it had turned into a giant snake. So as he was playing, and you can kind of see this in some footage of while he's playing, he's like looking down at his guitar and like sweating, <laughs> and he's really concerned. But he he's was still const- playing. He was constantly struggling not to throw his guitar away. Wow. He That's was like, crazy. I I was terrified the entire time I was playing. That I love Carlos Santana mostly because of his uh, collab with uh rob thomas but i love <laughs> that was a good well one, and let's not for- charles is making a face i know what he was thinking i went the other way it's definitely tried chad kroger into the night like a kid dude we don't have royalties on this <laughs> you think this is good enough to deem royalty i agree she yes. fire and soul was he- that is one of my favorite songs of all time i play it a lot I think it would also be pretty cool to go as a thirty-one. As a thirty-one-year-old to go back to the year two thousand. 
There were drums and in the air. <laughs> to dance. Just so I can listen to that. Just so right? I can listen to that. To be a 30-year-old man who gets to buy that CD and not ask yeah. mom for it? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. In a city, away, And the voices <laughs> rang like the angel. Charles, you're not in I don't think we have the rights. I don't think we have the rights to this. I don't I think have, we, I have, have, we, we can't afford this. <laughs> you're telling me I don't have the right. Are you we saying can't I don't this. have the right to What are rights, anyway? Yeah, what are rights? George Carlin, they're just permissions given by people in power. Yeah. I'm not about this, all right? Dude, if you go into well, the we 60s, don't own the you could right. hang out with George Carlin know, in his that's prime. A minor political offshoot, but like I'm a fan of the Second Amendment, but also like people are like, you know, fuck the government, and then on the other hand say like, the Second Amendment's my right. It's like, you know the government gave you that right. Like, you can't have it both ways. You right, gotta like it was, pick one. It was, it was created... Right, the the Constitution was created, and it's like well, by said, people in power right. who were controlling you in some. No, you don't get it. George Washington had my best, you know, had my. Okay, off topic. Moving on. Not the point. Not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. I don't Speaking know. Speaking of guys, political, neither podcast. of you were listening at that point. Sorry. Let me just reference this because Craig will get a kick out of that. Craig and I were doing a Watchmen series where we read the issues of Watchmen and. I don't know if you guys have reread Watchmen recently, but I highly recommend it. It is insanely poignant. Just In like the a last lot of 10 old years. Workers. No, read it again. Um, we were doing it and talking about it, and every single podcast we'd be talking about something. This was during the Trump administration. We'd be talking about something that Watchmen references, talks about, uh, advocates against, and we would just be like, wow, sounds awfully familiar, right? And then we would both go, not a political podcast, because you can't <laughs> read Watchmen without it being inherently political. That is what that story was right. for. Alan Moore had a story to tell specifically regarding the powers that be. So anyways, reread Watchmen, Men in the Machine, not a political podcast. I, it's incredible. I can actually reread Watchmen because from my friend Matt Kastenhuber because he is moving to Oregon. Uh, so and you, and he shout gave you a out. Copy? I got so much stuff from him because uh, he just couldn't take it with him. Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he's driving a single car, right? He's got an enclosed trailer that's hooked to the okay. back of his Jeep that he uh, is pulling behind him. So it uh, is a sizable amount, but not enough to yeah. move everything you own. Well, he had a lot of music equipment that he was definitely going to bring with his expensive. I mean, and... his guitar amps alone were huge. Yeah. And now he's got keyboards and a theremin. He's got a theremin. <laughs> he has a theremin? theremin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So he's Go He's slash got a his harp? tires. He can't leave yet. The He's... harp is pretty beautiful. He and that theremin have not finished their work here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Charles. Uh, yeah, Matt, so... Matt, Matt is actually my oldest friend uh, from here in New York. When I was about six years old, I was playing Pokemon Blue on the playground, and Matt Kastenhuber walked over to me, and he was like, Hey, you playing Pokemon? Do you know about Missing No? And, uh, and I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, if you travel down to Cinnabar Island. <laughs> what were you, Cheech from Cheech and Chong? Like, what are you talking about, man? I don't even... You're, like, going on this crazy thing. No, Dave's not what are you here, talking man? About, man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> and, uh, and Matt was like, if you just swim up and down the coast to Cinnabar Island a whole bunch of times, man. <laughs> this Pokemon like you're gonna stumble appear. upon it, dude. 
I had I a pretty like, similar. Whoa, man! You're blowing <laughs> my mind right now. <laughs> I had a pretty similar experience. I think it was around eighth grade. We rode the bus together because we were both townies, and uh, I was listening to Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory Stop. on a Stop! You don't know what you're CD doing to me, guy. You know what Lincoln Park means to me, right? That's that's and, my third uh, favorite bit. Fourth, third, fourth, five, fifth. It's up there. Matt goes, "You like Lincoln Park?" And I go, "Oh, I." I like Lincoln Park, and we just sat. There. It was, it was, yeah, game over from there. I he's don't. A, uh, he's always been a really brilliant conversationalist, and like, yes. in and out of my life, uh, Matt's like popped in and he's popped back out. Uh, definitely times in high school when I like encountered him and I had a study hall with him, and he was like, "Hey, do you remember when you were like six years old on the playground? We played Pokemon together." And I was like, "As a matter of fact, I do. It's crazy that I do, but I do." And he's like. Yeah, dude. How about that? <laughs> it's it's funny you say he's been a great conversationalist because he is. There's no question about that. The man loves to um, wax poetic when speaking. He really he's really into philosophical stuff. He's really into moral stuff. He's really into uh, unfortunately political stuff as of the late. But like as a whole, the man has always been very big on like what stuff means. I know that's a generic yeah. way of saying it, but yeah. And we used he to butt heads. Has. We used to butt heads all the time because just like I talk with you two all the time, and I really go after Luke for. <laughs> um, uh, early on, he was a big fan of this sort of like over the top um, way of thinking. In that, like, well, this means this, so that means that. And I remember we would we would he would be like. Yeah, well, isn't it just crazy that this person has this ability? And I'd be like, I don't fucking care, Matt. <laughs> like, this isn't a conversation. You're just questioning something that doesn't have an answer. And we would cause that was me and him. Just like he yeah. would have this like moderately profound thought, and I would just be like, why? <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was just like the what guy, and it was hilarious how we would I, just kind of. I almost had a, at least in later years, I almost had the opposite experience because we read the same books, uh, yeah. and we would go to the same parties. And usually, when a party was going on, it would end up like uh, Matt would be like, "Hey, man, you want to go outside and smoke a cigarette?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, dude." And we'd get out there and we'd start talking, and we'd just end up talking and talking for hours and hours, and. Uh, He'd bust out his guitar. He'd play like a couple of licks or something that I liked, and I was like, "Oh, don't say licks or something." Hey, <laughs> let's go back to last podcast. The things we do that are very old. No one calls them licks anymore, Charles. He would, uh, yeah. he would it's bust a hot riff. He would bust out <laughs> yeah. a couple of crunchy jams that I really enjoyed. <laughs> so much work and when i and when i tasted those crunchy jams man uh i just i would like start singing along with him and he would start Mexican singing americans go do the movies you guys are teaching jog now in my head canon and i refuse to change on it i don't know i just i just always yeah loved hanging but, out with but him, doing that kind of the stuff. other side He's of that is always that... the guys that i could bullshit with and like just yeah chat with, that know? is definitely like, every time i got together with matt he would like Give me a look, and I'd give him a look, and we'd like have some banter. It's always funny. I always loved it. He he also started the uh, the tot lats. I don't know if you guys were ever a part of any of those, but it was be uh, like turn off turn the all light the lights. Yeah, yeah. No. And that was like at when we were young in our teens. I mean, that was some serious therapy sessions, even into our twenties. Remember, remember in their house. Um, I actually have something I want to say behind that map, but. Uh, Remember in their house how at one point, I don't remember when it happened, the living room got cleared out and bunk beds got put in yep. the living room. 
and we put a TV. So when you walked in the door, immediately to the left was mm-hmm. a TV, and we were always playing either FIFA or Guitar Hero. Those are the only two options. And uh, that was there would be <laughs> there would be like five of us. There'd yep. be like me and you and Matt and Mosier and John and Latson would come over every now and then occasionally yeah. and like his brother Luke would show up or like and those two kind of hated each other. Kevin, Kevin Latson and Matt Andrew hated would be there. each other and and it would be like 11 o'clock at night everyone's just these two twin bunk beds that were tiny as fuck and everyone's just on them in any order and it was just conversation time and it was, hey let's just talk talk before and someone thing. falls asleep and the everyone keeps going and then someone wakes up and they chime in and it was just like it, 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 open conversation about yeah. everything I about think everything, everything. that's I think, well, that's basically what a tot lad is more or less yeah yeah uh i i when, think uh, back and it's really it's really made uh it's really made an impact on my life i didn't realize until i was much older oh i yeah, realized I, it i, I, I totally fucking miss it that. every day in my life see that's the thing about um being the odd man out in this situation with you two because like um and this happened a lot years ago um not so much anymore because now I'm, I'm i'm getting thankfully to reconnect with a lot of my friends but uh you know when i when when franny and i decided to to quote unquote move on from spencer um we went to um Oswego for her college and i kept trying to stay in touch so you know i got you guys to come out there for that one night which is <laughs> john which is great and then we moved back to Wilseyville, and we tried it, and I still had just as much trouble seeing my friends as Wilseyville as I did out in Oswego. So we were just like, a lot of things led to, this isn't the only thing, but a lot of things led to us just fucking bolting it to Saratoga four hours away. We were like, all right, we're done. This is not our area. This isn't our life, and we moved on. And, and during that time period, a really big thing for me was how deeply connected two of my what were completely separate friend groups became. I had my Matt and Lucas, and I had my Charles Mosier Ryan. And when I left, that became one large group. Ashley Seagard, the girl that I was constantly harassing, became a part of that. Yeah. And Andrea was a part of it. And like John and everything, like you guys became this incredibly large group of people, all of which I have insanely deep connections with or did that I no longer do because Ryan Holmes and Garrett and you guys are out doing shit. And I'm like, all of these groups are different to me, but to you guys, they're not. And I never got to be a part of that. And that feels so weird because, like, in when a, I'm talking about my time with Charles, I'm talking about 6th, 7th, 8th grade. When I'm talking about my time with Lucas, I'm talking about ninth, 10th, 11th grade. Like, the, the separation for me is so insanely different because I'm not a part of any of that. And yeah. it, it, yeah. But I am. Like, I am because of you guys, but I'm not because of in that moment, obviously, I was gone. We we all started really intertangling like right after college. Now there's yeah, it was it was after the... college because pre college I had the groups. Me, you, Mason, and Ryan would go to Ithaca at the fucking at midnight in senior year, or I would go stay the night at Matt Cassinuber's house with Luke and his brother Lucas, and maybe Brody was in town, and we'd hang out. Like it was so separate. Yeah, it was. Now there's not a lot I I love about like the small town mentality and the small town thing. But the deep connections that you forge with the people that you spent a lot of time with, that's the one important carryover. Like, uh, we've talked a lot about, like, having really deep, intimate conversations between the three of us. We've known each other for a very long time. Uh, Those things are the most important thing that can come out of, like, coming out of a small town like Spencer, I think. Yeah. And it's it's still weird. It's like, I I told you guys I was was contacting Kia. You guys both know Kia. Oh right? yeah, and it was like them. he's a completely different person. He's com- he is not at all the Kia we grew up with. 
But somehow but, still has those elements yeah, in there. Yeah, when well when we talk together, when you remove who we are as separate and we call cuz he called me on the phone, we talked for about an hour. It completely changes back. We're no longer I'm not talking like I do when I'm at work. He's not talking like the music making producing rapper he is. Instead his voice and inflection changes. Mine does too. The excitement over playing Legends of Dragoon like we used to do together oh, when we were 11. Like everything thing. changes back to that and it's and everyone has that with friends but i have that with 70 80 people because of how (laughs) compact we were it's also separate so i'm like i'm super jealous you guys got to go on with that i'm not because we've talked about what it meant for those years i'm very happy i wasn't a part of it for those years no offense Mm -hmm. but like i'm happy to have not because i know i would have i know i would have been i would have been as bad if not you know a part yeah i know that so i'm like you know whatever but when I get to see, like, you guys talking about being 22, going to a bar in Ithaca, I'm like, I should have been there. I wasn't, but I should have. And no, I shouldn't have. I, had a I don't know about you. I have a beautiful wife, and I lived, and I moved, and I, I did my shit. 22. But, like, yeah. I wish I could have been there. Uh, It had its ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Everything does. That's the point. Like, that's, the, now, that's what I'm saying is, like, it what led us here is Gucci. I'm not going to change that. You know, the butterfly mm. effect we were talking about earlier. I wouldn't change <laughs> anything. I'm very happy with our friendship. I'm very happy with my relationship with my wife. I'm very happy with the life I've mm-hmm. lived. But I still am like, God, that sounds fucking like yeah. I, I want it. Not, I don't want to be part of the nonsense. I want to be part of your nonsense. Does that make sense? Yeah, the- no, I, I totally get it. I, I had heard from multiple people actually uh, throughout the years that like they they noticed that there was kind of this that you know they seemed to think it was like an exclusive kind of group where like we only hung out with each other because that's who we trusted that was our group and like the truth about it was is that we were just losers that didn't think anybody no, wanted to hang no. out with us no that's not <laughs> i mean that's, that's not, not true hard. but that's it that's how we kind of looked at it we were like what we people wanted we, to hang out of, with us we thought of ourselves as like down and out fairly like poor low-end people and then when people would say things like that they didn't think that we wanted to hang out with people like them those things were weird to hear that's that's how it goes right exclusion like being excluded from something whether intentionally or not makes you lust for the like because even if let's say let's use the worst case scenario you're looked at as a loser or whatever you're still having fun and your stories are still exciting and the experiences you're still having certain ones are like worthwhile to spur joy out of other people like no matter how bad Mm. they are like you had beautiful nights of just goofing around and being idiots and that's fun that's fun to have so even if as a whole you feel like your life is whatever there's still a part of it where someone else is like yeah what i wouldn't give to have a night away goofing off like what i wouldn't give for that because my life wasn't like that i wasn't out goofing off I didn't yeah. even start drinking like alcohol. I mean, obviously, I drink a little bit too much now, but like, I didn't start drinking alcohol until I was like 25. So when I was younger, 23, 24, yeah, the fact that you guys were going out getting blasted, I was like, that's despicable. There and were- then when I was like, wait a minute, no, it's not. I'm looking at this wrong. Yeah, I don't want to do that every night like they do. But like and every now and again out with them, that sounds like an incredible time. There were there were moments though that were like a like beautiful recklessness of things that we did. Like uh, I have a moment that I remember uh, one of my favorite moments where Lucas and I uh, went to Third Dam, which is like a swimming spot out in Ithaca, yeah. uh, 
uh, Lucas parked its, his car and it was thunderstorming. Like it was downpouring. It was thunder and lightning. And we dove in naked and swam down third dam and like got up onto this rock. And it was like downpouring all around us. And we were just like sitting there laughing like, ha, look at what's happening all around that's us, what, man. That's the exact feeling I get from that camping trip I talk about all the time. My was, river trip was, with the boys. That's exactly the feeling I get where it's just like, nothing matters what you're doing is stupid but my god you're doing it we yeah. we had a lot of moments like that but then we had a lot of polar opposite moments too that were like well, oh drugs. gosh drugs, drugs yeah. you can say it. it's drugs. that's that's the part i'm happy to not be a part that of. we're it's like that else. we're yeah. like what are we doing and this is yeah. catastrophic and yeah. as much as like i wasn't you know i wasn't like uh necessarily like a mean drug drunk or anything like that or an addict uh you but could I you could occasionally be aloof, but I wouldn't say that you were ever right. I, I would accidentally fuck shit up around me just because yeah. I was just out of it. But like Matt was always there to like pick up the pieces behind me because yeah. he was always one of the straight and narrow guys. Ashley Seagard was also we called her Mama Mama Sal for a while because <laughs> yeah. she took care of a lot of people. I hated and... your guys' nicknames too. I still yeah. do. I won't call you Rooster a day. You had to be there. Like, you had to Ryan be is there. Ryan. I fucking won't play that game. <laughs> uh, it was it was developed over a course of events. <laughs> but yeah. No, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> but we can still pick up. Like, here yeah. we are. And like, I was just texting Ashley. Uh... Well, no, hold on. Uh, Matt Casting were texting me a year ago just no maybe it was two years ago and he said listen man i got something for you and i was like what he's like no i got something for you so i joined his xbox party he was on xbox for some reason playing minecraft you know how mad is yeah and uh i was like hey dude how you doing you were chatting for a little bit and he's like yeah when you're when are you in town again i was like i'm actually coming to town next week i was coming home for my trip um he's like swing by come come by i got some for you and i was like what i i went to his house he bought from the yard sale. Remember the guy next door with the swimming mm-hmm. pool who he always used to go to? He bought from his yard sale a box. I still have it sealed. It is, I don't remember the brand. I think it's Kellogg's. Batman cereal, plastic wrapped with a Batman plastic Michael Keaton piggy bank. He bought it for me because he knew I was really into comics. Now, first off, I was never into comics when we grew up. I wasn't. I wasn't into comics until I was about 20. Well, how I was at Healthy Living, so I was 23, 24. Well after I moved away from home. Well after I left all you guys. I got into comic books really big. I started going to Comic-Cons. I started to read and watch everything with my buddy Patrick. I got really into comic books. He picked that shit up. I don't know if he listened to my podcast. I didn't post about it on Facebook that much. I don't know if we talked about it a little bit in Xbox Party Chat. I don't know where he got this information. But he knew I loved Batman. He knew I loved comic books as a modern person. And 10 years after we stopped talking, said, I bought you something swing by my house. Are you fucking kidding? Who does that? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's who, the grapevine, man. Who does that? Matt does that. It was insane. Like, I'm re- I'm thinking about it now because we're, you know, whatever. This wasn't planned. But, like, I remember calling Franny and being like, I, I can't believe he thought of me like this like he doesn't know that this is a hobby of mine he does clearly but how and he did and he got it and i walked in his house we spent an hour there we laid guess what we did we laid on his fucking bed we just (laughs) laid down and we watched one piece and we started chit-chatting because we had to catch up for years of not talking it was the craziest 
I'm I'm like <laughs> forgetting how crazy it was, but it was the craziest goddamn thing that's happened, and I can't believe he did that. Yeah, it was and now insane. He's, he's finally the one taking a risk and striking off on his own when he was always the one telling us not to jump or not to go or not to do this or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he always, he has always been like a is that the right call? Kind yeah, of guy. <laughs> and now he's just like it's the right call. So I I wish him luck and I hope he has a safe drive. I think he's leaving yeah. tomorrow. As, yeah, as... we all. We all wish you the best of luck, Matt. Uh, leaving today, as far as we're concerned. Today, that's right. Up. Yeah. And and we um, all love you very much. I owe I owe Matt one more thing. Um, I don't know if I was introduced to Matt by you or if I was introduced to you by Matt. Do you remember? I don't know. Uh, I think I think I brought you to Matt's for the first time. Yes, I. Yeah, I met I met one of you through Franny. I don't know who. And then the one of you brought me to the other one of you. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. I, I, my memory, I can't remember teachers. Yeah. I can't remember the name. That's of all because students. we knew Franny because she dated Jesse Willis back in yes. the day. Yep. And then, uh, 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 and uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? The guy who lived next door dated Brittany. Logan. Logan. Um, That's right. No, no, Logan's younger brother. Colin. Colin. Franny dated Colin in eighth grade oh, right before that's I started right. dating. Oh, I forgot. So about in eighth that. grade they dated, then they broke up and she dated like Nate or whatever, and then I dated her. Anyways. Um it was that, all around that, the same time. Yeah, that whole scenario when I, I met one of you through the other, and I remember I got my first car from my dad, and it was a uh uh it was a Buick something or other, I don't remember, it was a blue car. And it didn't have a CD player, so I couldn't listen to music. It had a cassette player. Matt gave me a cassette with metal music on it that I didn't listen to. I was not into metal music <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. He's like, trust me, trust me, trust me. Track five has the greatest guitar solo. I remember this vividly. Track five has the greatest guitar solo of all time. I'm like, all right, I don't give a fuck about guitar solo. So I listen to it. It has like some Mudvayne on it. It has like some Linkin Park on it. And it has Metallica on it. By the way, if you don't know this, Metallica is my favorite band of all time. Thank you, Matthew Kastenhuber. You are the reason I like Metallica. And num- track five was The God That Failed by Metallica. And the solo for The God That Failed, Matt Wood, and I eventually started to do as well, went in eh, his way through the whole fucking solo. And I mm-hmm. would be like, okay, so then I'd listen to this cassette in my car all the time. I knew every song. The number one track, by the way, was The Unforgiven 2, which he liked more than one, which I ended up liking more so than do one. So I, Now, mm-hmm. I like one more than two, but for a few years, I was two on one. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Anyways, Metallica's the best of all time. Yay. Metallica's <laughs> the best of all time. The point is, he gave me this cassette and did all this, and I listened to The God That Failed over and over and over because I wanted to be able to quote the solo with him. I owe him my favorite band of all time to this day. And I don't like them, you know, because of him necessarily at the time. That's why now but I just listen the to one. them. But he's the one who introduced me and like mm-hmm. gave me a reason to listen to it and all that stuff. I know that's kind of whatever, but still it's been a ama- Every time I listen to Metallica, I think of Matt Kazenuber every time. That's not a lie. Every time, because he, that's his favorite band of all time. Or it was, mm-hmm. I don't know if it still is. It was, I, I'm sure it's still up there. Um, mind blowing it's mind blowing to me that's all so yeah now i have to Matt, now i have to you. take up archery because of my new uh, compound bow that he gave me and all that other stuff so. <laughs> yeah everything so, that guy does we'll, somehow makes it we'll way do, into yeah. our lives and i'm gonna I'll, I'll do you justice one of his i'm gonna take every one of your stephen king books from lucas <laughs> Matt, if you're listening to this <laughs> he won't be forgot 
and read through them all. So yeah, no, no, we we as, do as if he died because he's going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. else. you won't well, be forgotten, man. <laughs> he he'll be gone for a. I'm 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 hoping at least that he'll be gone. It doesn't for a very mean he doesn't exist. We live in like a great time. digital age, Kevin. You live like yeah. miles from me. It doesn't you know mean hard, it's not alive. Do you know how hard it is to cultivate this kind of relationship over the internet? Yeah. It has taken us a very long time. It's taken us forever to f- actually get it to this point. Like, it, it's impossible. So, it's no, it's not. Yeah, he's not dead. That was, you know, hilarious. But he is legitimately doing something very far away. He's, his focus is going to be on yeah. what he's at. And I just hope he has nonstop success and, and happiness in what he's doing. Yeah. I, like, I, I hope he does it. get sucked and he's sucked into cameo it and doesn't week. talk to us. <laughs> No, he's not going to kill me. Well, look, never say never. Justin Bieber talked. Yeah. This isn't a political podcast. Not a political. Wait, how is Justin Bieber political? Uh, listen, he's a very polarizing political figure. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Did he, like, wear a MAGA hat on stage or no. something? What am I missing here? I don't know. His face is paralyzed. I saw that. In the- oh, that's, yeah, that's true. All right, uh, now that Lucas's cat is showing us uh, her asshole in camera, what a I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an outro. Uh, <laughs> this has been Men of the Machine. I'm Charles. I'm Kevin. This is Lucas. See you next Tuesday. Nope, try again. God, you can't do that. I won't see you next Tuesday. Better.